Hey everyone, welcome to the Behind the Scenes Podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Audrey. And on this podcast, we share the messy, honest, unfiltered, and not so curated parts of our life. Think of this podcast as a bunch of bloopers with some truth bombs sprinkled throughout. That's right. We're going to be taking you behind the scenes of our daily routines, our social media feeds, and what you may or may not have seen on TV. We're going to be talking relationships, family, faith, business, basically whatever we are learning about, fighting about, or laughing about lately. We're going to be sharing our daily life, our struggles, successes, and our roses and thorns from each week. And we don't want this podcast to just be about us. So we're also going to go behind the scenes with some of the people who inspire us the most. We hope this podcast feels like you're joining us for a campfire. Come hang out. Today on the show, we have Desiree and Chris Siegfried, which if you watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, those names should sound familiar to you. Desiree was on The Bachelor six years ago and then was chosen to be The Bachelorette, where she met and then later married Chris, who is a local Oregonian. Um, So we're super excited to talk to them. They actually recently moved to Portland from Seattle just a little bit ago. Um, They have two kids now and are also entrepreneurs, and we just talked to them about all things um, parenting and life while raising kids together and um, running their own businesses, as well as a little behind-the-scenes glimpse on what it's like to be on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. So um, we know this is going to be a fun episode for you guys, especially if you are into The Bachelor The Bachelorette. So um, without further ado, here's our chat with Desiree and Chris. Hey, Chris and Desiree, we're so excited to have you guys on the podcast today. And we're excited to chat with you guys just a little bit about your story and who you are and what you guys do. So why don't you guys give us a quick little <laughs> rundown? Oh, man, a rundown. You can rundown, who, who you are, where you live, what you do. Yeah, so um, I'm Desiree and this is Chris. <laughs> we met on The Bachelorette season nine, which was... Oh my goodness. Six uh, years ago. Six years ago. Wow, six years. Okay. So it's been yeah. a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, six years ago, we lived in Seattle for most of that time and we just recently moved to Portland. Nice. So we're enjoying our time here and uh, being closer to family and raising our two boys. And Chris, you're from here originally, right? Yeah. I, I was born and raised here and I left in 2012, but I'm a... Uh, McMinnville, Portland native. McMinnville. <laughs> McMinnville. There we That's go. Awesome. Yeah. They just had the air show there. Yeah. Yeah. This year. Did you guys go? <laughs> yeah. Well, we were at the beach. Yeah, we were at the oh, beach. Dang. We missed the air show, but we didn't realize it was going to be such a big deal. So next time, next, next year, we'll go for sure. Yeah. Man, yeah. since we're locals, next time we go to an event like that, we'll. We should be yeah, texting each rally. other. We need a rally. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> yeah. And then you're expecting your second, so that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. we're very excited. We're going to join the boy club okay. here pretty soon. So. so you guys have a three-year-old and a nine-month-old, I I remember? Yes. Yep. Um, Asher will be three and Sanders nine months. months. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, we've, got our, we've got our hands full, I'd say. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, yeah. I'm trying to run a business and Chris runs his own, you know, 
business with mortgages. And so right we're just on. busy so, as can be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So moving to Portland was primarily uh, for family, right? Yeah. We both didn't grow up with cousins. And between my brother and sister and us, we have six kiddos under six years old. Um, three of them are the exact same age at three like years same old. Like same week. Wow, so the fun. They were week. all born the same week. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So after we had Xander in January, Des was like, can we move to Portland? And, <laughs> uh, so we kind of just made it work and figured it out. And Yeah, and then moved with a three-month-old. Yeah, moved with a three-month-old. And Yeah, wild. We wanted to be down here <laughs> to raise, raise cousins up together. Yeah. So That's so fun. And your guys' businesses could move with you, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. We both have the flexibility of being kind of wherever as long as we're Which is very, very helpful. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. So what is it you guys do? Um, Chris, you you say you do mortgages? Yeah. So um, I'm a mortgage loan officer. (laughs) I'm an officer of loans. (laughs) Nice. Um, Yeah. So I do mortgages and for a, a local company out of Seattle and Yes. Uh, residential. Residential, um, yeah. Yeah. And then I design wedding dresses for my own brand. So it's a lot of fun working with brides and working with stores. Um, yeah. That, yeah. How did you get into doing that? So That's fun. such a, yeah, tell I feel us like more. such a niche. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know what? Ever since high school, I just knew that I wanted to design dresses. Um, I went to school in LA for design, and that's really where I realized my passion was for bridal. And I don't know if it's just because the significant meaning behind, you know, a wedding or yeah, um, just the fact that a girl, you know, it's just such a special piece of clothing. I, um, I was drawn to it. And so I worked a lot in bridal stores and I did design for a company for a while, but I'm just, I always wanted to do my own. So I'm just thankful that, you know, I'm able to do that now. So you make custom dresses ba- essentially for brides. Yeah. Um, not necessarily. So right now I'm selling, I have you done custom. Yeah. yeah. I did start doing custom, but it's, it's a lot so of much work. work. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. Oh my gosh. So now I, I get them manufactured. I design and get them manufactured and I sell yeah. the stores. Cool. And local stores or throughout the country? Throughout the country. Yeah. So bridal stores, um, all throughout the country. And then I'm starting up these pop-ups, which you should come on Saturday. Uh, fun. To, yeah, I'm starting these pop-ups so that brides can come um, make appointments. And then we have like an event at, at in the evening. So we're That's doing so those fun. all around the country next year. So that'll be fun. Cool. cool. That's crazy. All right. Well, um, we want to back up a little bit and go, um, go back to how you guys met and uh, you guys have a unique story, and so we're kind of excited to to hear it. And I kind of want to ask just how you got. People ask me all the time, like, how did the show start? You know, and so I want to ask you guys, how <laughs> how did you get even involved or plugged in? How does one get signed up to uh, be on the Bachelor? You know or it's all, I don't even know. Um, don't it's know. never. I'm just saying, like, it's never anything that I ever wanted. Um, anyone oh, who knows right. me knows that I I don't even like being center of attention. So. Um, it was just one of those things like timing, you know, God's timing. So I was, um, recently out of a relationship and I moved from Orange County to LA and literally like broke, um, 
not just living, you know, just working so hard. That's all I was doing was working and paying bills, working and paying bills. <laughs> and um, it was just one of those things. Um, my roommate was watching it on TV and I was like, oh, that looks like fun. Like that could be an adventure. And I didn't really think anything of it. And then months went by and it kind of just kept coming up. Like you should apply or, you know, just give it a try. And so I just literally emailed online and uh, I don't even know the question. It was like, why do you want to date online? And I just was pretty much like, well, it's not working in LA. So might as well (laughs) give it a try. And then it just worked out. I was able to go in for, um, an on-camera interview and the rest is history. And so you were on, you were on the bachelor first, right? Yeah. That's typically how they have it where you, you are a contestant on the show and then just, you know, however far along you go. And, um, if viewers like you, then they'll decide who, um, will become the next one. So that's yeah. kind of a big deal because then you get picked to be the next one, right? Yeah. Yeah, essentially. They um, decided to ch- choose me, which is really wow. fun. So what did you learn through that process? I guess yeah. I should say, what did you learn about, and Chris, you too, you know, what did you guys learn about, I guess, love and relationships? Oh man, you're dealing with so much so quickly and so many different emotions. My, my backstory was kind of similar in that I was, I was recently out of relationship. I had just moved to Seattle like five months ago prior to being asked to go on the show. And, um, I was out with a friend at a bar, local bar in Seattle and we were leaving and someone came up to us and was like, Hey, you should, you should interview for this show. It's in town and we're going to do interviews. And I'm like, does it pay? And they (laughs) go, no, no, it doesn't. I'm like, oh, I just moved here for a job. I don't know if I could just leave to do that. <laughs> and <clears throat> I go home and I was living with my best friend and his fiance at the time. And they're like, you should totally do it. You're single. So I called her back and said, hey, I'll come down for an interview. And, you know, one thing led to the next. And we're doing, we went through the interview process and they ended up, like Des said, you do an on-camera interview in LA and it worked out. And <clears throat> Yeah, I would say that, I mean, from the- there we were. I was a huge skeptic of the show. Um, yeah. Was I was a skeptic for... before becoming a contestant. Yeah. So by the time I became The Bachelorette, I realized like it really does work. And the process works because you're not um, – the one thing about the show that's really helpful and why these relationships can last is because you have no other distractions. You don't have TV. Mm-hmm. You don't have books. You don't have um, other people distracting you, you know? Um, so – you're just focusing and concentrating on this one person when you're the contestant. Um, and so you're yeah. really building, you know, true feelings for someone. And um, I think that is one thing you learn from the show too, is like when you put time and intention on what you're doing and who you're dating, or if you want a relationship to last, it's really about um, not being too distracted. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, that's I think that's a really good point and something I wouldn't have thought of, you know, just watching having watched the show. I've only watched like a couple of the seasons, but um having watched it like you don't think about that as a viewer that yeah. you guys aren't doing anything else but that and kind of have to go dark to the world for a while cuz I'm assuming you guys aren't communicating with no. other people because it's so secretive, 
right? Like yeah, no fault. How- How is that? How was that experience for you guys in terms? I mean, specifically for you, does like not being able to talk to your friends and family about the person that you're dating, like, Uh, or or was there a certain level of that that you could do? So, I mean, I'm I'm the type of person I actually love my quiet time. Yeah, yeah, I actually loved being like away (laughs) from my phone. Yeah. Um, but I will say it was hard. I like when I was a contestant, it was hard to navigate what I was feeling. Um, like if I was feeling true feelings or if I was just feeling them because I was competitive. <laughs> mm. And so, I mean, I did have to write a lot. I, I like to write and that's yeah. the one thing with the show. You're able to really dive into any type of, if you do, you know, if you're artistic or if you like to write, like it really offers mm-hmm. you that time. Um, I mean, ultimately, yeah, the, um, being the contestant, I realized he definitely wasn't like for me. Um, Sean. Yeah. Sean. <laughs> Sean, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Wait, what, what was it? Was it? Sean uh, Lowe. Sean Lowe. And I actually watched that season. Oh, how funny. <laughs> part of it with my friends. So, so fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we barely, I never watched a whole season before going on. So it's. Yeah. And I don't remember, like that was so long because that was six years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Six years ago. Yeah. Okay. Sean's season was 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Sean was, Jerry, you were following Sean the other day and you. Well, on on Twitter and he's funny on Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't think I've ever watched a season, but it's, it's something I haven't really been able to just. (laughs) It's hard for Jerry. Just, yeah. I think think reality TV, I don't know if you guys feel this way now, like having been on it, like, is it harder for you guys to watch? Do you guys continue to watch the show together? Uh, Having kids and stuff, we kind of took a hiatus. Yeah. But we're back. We're back. back. You're back now. Yeah. It's hard because you know, like what's right. They're being coaxed into saying something, or you know, even though it's them saying it, no one's saying, yeah, no yeah, telling them to say XYZ, but you can really lead a conversation as a producer, yeah, if you're aware, yeah. So, it that angle's hard, but it's also different now. Like, I, I can't believe like we get to say when we were doing it, but when <laughs> we were doing it, there was you know, no phones, no distractions, social media wasn't as huge. If like, yeah, you back so and true. Work in, like 2012 and 13, like, yeah, that's, when it just started. that's like when it was just blowing up, right? Just yeah. Started. And now yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to believe people's intentions going on the show because mm-hmm. you watch people, not that I had intentions of one thing or the the next, but you will just guarantee yeah. be famous on social media if you go on that show now. Yeah. And so it's hard to I know. Like, watch those relationships. And to know Dude, if that's they're being true or scary. if they just really do want fame. The drama part's really enjoyable. Yeah. Much, but. Well, we, yeah. Paradise is like dramatic. And so sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, it's yeah. fun to watch. But I think yeah. for me personally, it's hard when it gets towards the end. And those are really true feelings that are these, you yeah. know, men and women are feeling. And just knowing like, sometimes I can tell like which one's going to go home. And it just, it just, I don't know. It's hard to watch because I do know what's coming, you know? And I yeah. feel bad for them yeah. because they and have no idea. You, the, you know, just no idea. Love. Sorry, <laughs> love. Des- Sorry Desiree. Yeah, it, it might have skipped and I jumped in on you there. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> my, my bad. I was just going to say there's something kind of about it all being broadcasted that just kind of irks me. 
a little bit like, ah, it's so it's just difficult to watch. And maybe that's because I'm a guy as well, but there's just, um, you know, the love that gets developed on there sometimes can be for real. Like good things can come from anything. Right. But Chris, as you were mentioning, I think there's a lot of variables in the equation and, and, um, you know, it's, as far as like what the show is kind of generally doing, uh, you know, I guess it's a case by case, uh, case by case that you got to look at it. But yeah, it's hard for me to kind of look at a lot of it and go, man, that's like, or that's genuine or that's not because you don't know unless you're on there, the the one doing it. Mm-hmm. But I think as far as like yeah. America watching, it's, yeah, it can be kind of problematic sometimes. Yeah. And I think yeah, like, I, I mean... Even for us, Jer, we obviously weren't on a contestant-based show. It's different. And we're in a unique situation where we date – Jeremy and I dated long distance, so a lot of our relationship wasn't on the TV show. But then our wedding and everything leading up to our wedding was on the TV show. But there there were pressures. And that was a lot of – Yeah. Did you guys do that? Did you guys do the wedding thing too? We did not do the wedding. Oh, we didn't do the wedding. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like that was you know, a very tough decision. That, that was kind of a crazy. Uh, just yeah, because did they get kind of a say in some of it? No, um, we. I mean, I kind of fought pretty hard we to put some clear boundaries to have our wedding. Oh, yeah, because we almost didn't film it, but we were in the middle of a season and. And it was just, it was a very, very, very tough decision. And we actually wrote a whole chapter about this in our book about yeah. how difficult the decision was to make. But we ended up, um, we ended up doing it, and we're really glad we did do it. Mm. Um, but yeah, we drew some pretty tough, tight boundaries, I would say. Yeah. But you know, we didn't, we didn't strangle them, right? Like, because we, you got to give and take, and there's yeah. all that. And so. Um, but yeah, they they were pretty respectful and very hands off, and we figured everything out beforehand. And they the the script played, I guess you could say, and <laughs> and uh, yeah. they didn't interfere at all. So it was it was okay. pretty good. One thing that a lot of That's people good. ask us, and I'm just watch. curious if you guys have a question or if you guys have an answer to this, is there, you know, were there parts of your guys's love story that weren't shown that you wish were? A lot. Yeah, a lot of it. Because our our relationship wasn't dramatic, <laughs> which, mm. hello, single people, it shouldn't be very dramatic when it's the right person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think just because we weren't – we started off just so strong and steady with, like – I feel like from the very first time we were able to chat um, very early on, it just felt so comfortable and, like – a yeah. true friendship where we could laugh and be ourselves, um, even with the cameras going. So hmm. I don't know if they really showcase much of that because of all the other drama going mm-hmm. on. So yeah. that's a little The more spicy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we just had, yeah, we had a quirky relationship that was on camera that may not have been as good for TV as it was <laughs> for us, us long term. That is a good thing. There yeah. Were, you know, there were other contestants that were perceived to be the ones that were going to win. And so it was easy to hide our relationship all the way till the last minute. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the one the thing I where, like, they still didn't believe that we were together when we were together. Yeah. That's so interesting. Do you That's think that in a way sort of protected you, like protected you guys from being, you know, 
Yeah, they forced into the. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they protected the relationship in that they just didn't show it, but it was more just. I I doubt they. I don't think, just, they, I think they, more it's more about to be drama, not relationship. Yeah, yeah. relationships to last because that's good for the show. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't think it did us any favors for. Yeah, how and people that, perceived it because they definitely. I mean, it for years, probably even now, I still get. The, the you know terrible critics that are they have no idea what they're are you really <laughs> still uh not so much but you know it's they come up yeah yeah occasionally Hey, I hope you are enjoying this conversation. I just want to take a quick second to tell you guys about a new book that just released today. Nothing Wasted, God Uses the Stuff You Wouldn't by Casey Van Norman. Casey talks about how God wants to use our whole story for his holy purpose. We all have past experiences that we wish we could redo, undo, or just hide altogether. In Nothing Wasted, counselor and teacher Casey shares how God revealed his specific plan not just for her life through the most unlikely, embarrassing, and painful seasons of her past, but how God can do the same for yours. Her vulnerability invites us to discover God's personal and purposeful design for our future, not in spite of our story, but through it. So in this book, Casey unfolds the brokenness in her own life, reminding us that a holy, sovereign God lovingly works, not in spite of our past, but through it. In this book, Casey also invites us to look at the most beautiful, unlikely, shocking, and painful experiences and everything in between of our past in order to embrace them as a necessary step for our future. And I love this part. No experience or relationship has been a mistake. We are not mere byproducts of random events. So again, Casey invited us to take God up on his offer to weave together all the confusing, um, disjointed, and messy parts of our past into a beautiful story of redemption. Because with God, nothing is wasted. So I think this is going to be an incredible winter read. Uh, Go grab a copy everywhere books are sold. And again, if you want to grab a free copy on Audible on us, you can use our custom URL, audibletrial.com backslash roll off again audibletrial.com backslash roll off and you'll get your first audible book for free again the book is called nothing wasted god uses the stuff you wouldn't by casey van norman all right back to the conversation so here's a question you guys you mentioned you know enjoying the the quiet time and connecting and being off phones and social media and whatnot. Are there any boundaries you guys have, you guys work on now um, to kind of allow time and space for that? And if not, no, no guilt trip. It's just, I think everyone is in this seasonal work on. I would say dinner time is where we really are able to put things down and just focus on the kiddos and each other about our day. Um, but since we both kind of have business going twenty four seven, um, it's really it's really hard um, in the evening because a lot of times after we put the baby down, that's kind of when I need to get you know online yep. to, to mm. work. Um, and just with everything, like even motherhood and you know the challenges of navigating that, like I just always remind us, I remind Chris, like and myself that it's a season. You know, it's a season of life and. Mm-hmm. We'll get through it, and then 
before you know it, it's going to be another season and <laughs> we just have to kind of yeah. be, be in the moment with each season and kind of find the good of it. Yeah. I mean, the reality is we just don't have nine to five jobs, so we can't mm-hmm. turn it off and turn it on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's always a constant, um, figuring out of how to balance our life with our work and our kids and everything. I say it's teamwork. So it's hard because we need to work more on um, having our time together because right now it's like with two, it's like, okay, you've got him and I've got him. So it's like man to man defense. And um, yeah. Yeah. Or if there is just one, then it's like taking turns, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Chris, are you working from home? Me? Chris. Oh. No, I have an I have an office over in Lake Oswego and then I have my main okay. office up in Seattle. So I still work for okay. a company, but I'm just a self sourced Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> um, it just gives me the flexibility to work from home if I want yeah, to. Yeah, that's Yeah, that's nice. You guys yeah. need to give us all the tips for Oh yeah, when you have for two. two. <laughs> I definitely think it's easy yeah. to have your own space for work though. Like I have my own office and it's yeah. really great to separate that from my home and like the distractions um, from working at home. Yeah. So you have an office outside the house. Yeah. That's awesome. And do you have like certain days that you go to it or times of the week where you have Um, childcare help? Well, yeah, it depends. We're like in between help right now. So it's kind of hard to, okay. Yeah. If you know anyone who is a good nanny, we're, um, we're snatching them if we do. Oh man, <laughs> you're what? Oh, I just said. Do you do you have like specific days of the week, or you know, like a set time of working versus not being home with the kids versus not, or is it just kind of like when you can get family help? Yeah, it's mainly just when we can get um, the help. So we're in between help right now, and Mondays right now are my full days, and then I have a few half days, but. Um, yeah. I'm trying to figure out a more consistent schedule because that's the one thing that's hard too is when you don't have, for Chris especially, um, having like that routine. Yeah. 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 For us, we've made this summer and now it's probably going to be this winter, but the summer of systems. And we've been oh. working like really hard on just developing these rhythms of our lifestyle, I guess you could say, that allows us to have somewhat of a structure because we love working for ourselves. We love the freedom it offers. We love, um, you know, being able to go on a Tuesday somewhere and nobody's there because it's a Tuesday. Uh, But also we're human beings and all human beings, I think, thrive on some sort of structure, whether it's, you know, loose or tight. Um, We all kind of need that. And so we realized a couple of years ago, wow, like we're kind of building our own prison um, unless we kind of figure out how we're going to structure this so that we can have our days off and have our time away and get our freedom back because structure mm-hmm. is actually a gateway yeah. to freedom, not, um, you know, not imprisonment. So that's something we've personally been working really hard on this, this yeah. last summer, but I don't think we're quite there. So we're going to, you're never there. You're but... never there, but still. Yeah, that's really great. I mean, that is something where with the two now, it's like, and moving into a new place, like, that's, that's great to hear just how it's helped you and good advice, because it's something we definitely 
Yeah. We need done. Yeah, like like one thing we started this summer was Audrey works Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then we have a nanny those days. We started that at the beginning of the year. We started that at the beginning of the year. And that's so we Audrey knows she has three solid kind of days. And then she can, you know, when she's with our daughter, be a mom. And because yeah. yeah. she loves that just as much on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when, yeah. when Ember's napping, she gets on and crushes. Or maybe after she goes down at night, she mm-hmm. gets on and crushes. But she knows she can. Yeah, anyways. No, that's... I- yeah, I whenever I talk to any moms who also run businesses, I also say just from learning through experience with Asher, um, I was trying to do both and I just I quickly learned you have to separate the time. So Yeah. When yeah, otherwise you're just giving both fifty fifty rather mm-hmm. than um really focusing on your kids or focusing on work. Yeah, it's a tough yeah, I think that's the balance, best advice like. for anyone who works from home. Yeah. It's a really tough balance. And I always, people always ask like, what, how do you do the balance? Like, how do you find that balance? And I'm always like, I don't think it exists (laughs) in some (laughs) sense because it is such a learning curve, you know? And, and I think a lot of times like we downplay it as, you know, oh, we're never going to be able to find the balance. And it's this constant struggle, but it's also like, we have to remind ourselves like a huge blessing that we get to have this flexibility of being able to work from home and do what we love, which is most entrepreneurs, you know, trying yeah. to make what they love work. Um, and then also be a mom. But yeah, it's such a tough, tough thing. But I'm curious to ask you guys, since you do have two now, what encouragement can you guys give to, you know, new parents? Maybe they're just about to become new parents or are about to add another baby to their home. What are some things maybe that have been helpful for you guys? you know, that you would encourage our listeners that are stepping into parenthood? That's a good, good question. <laughs> um, I'd probably say that it's important to, well, we do a pretty good job tag teaming everything. Like, yeah, teamwork. You know, like does like as much as some people will probably try and say, Oh, I got it. Like, I'll take care of both of them or, you know, you go do this or we do a pretty good job. Like, like she said earlier, divide and conquer mm-hmm. with the kids. Um, we still do family stuff and we still, you know, take them together places. But right now it's, you know, I can't do a lot with Xander during this early time of his life when he's <clears throat> feeding and does is taking care of him. Right. So yeah. I really do take care of Asher as much mm-hmm. as I can. And she takes care of Xander. Um, so not feeling, I guess for parents, not feeling like you have to take care of, if you have yeah. the ability to, yeah. right? mm-hmm. like not the position we're in, yeah. but if you have the flexibility with two parents being able to toggle back and forth, really try and utilize that as best as you can. Yeah. I think, I mean, what I always tell every mom, no matter whether you're a new one or an old one or having another one is we really need to give ourselves more grace because we won't do everything perfectly. We won't be able to get everything done yeah. the way we want. Um, things will, you know, it's like not- laundry won't get folded right away. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, and we just kind of need to be a little things kinder are- to ourselves, you know, like, um, yeah, it's not perfect on Instagram. No one's, no one's perfect. Is perfectly ready for a picture ever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> like, I think a lot of, you know, and that's a real problem, like now, right? Totally. Like, 
everyone goes to see how people live their lives on Instagram and like you see all these perfect photos and gosh, whether they're professionally done or photoshopped, like none of that's reality. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Like that's who, my story. Who can get both of their kids to completely stay still and smile for a picture <laughs> the first time and then you tell them both parents haven't didn't lose it at one point during that you know totally. what I mean? so like it just causes so, more uh, so like, stress. Yeah, so whether you're a mom, you're a dad, and you're taking care of one or two kids, like just realizing that it's it's hard, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not supposed to be super easy, but giving, like that said, giving yourself some grace. Some grace. I also think um, for advice, like for act, you know, action, is um, I feel like talking through everything, especially like for you guys, um, bringing on a new. Bringing on, <laughs> bringing a new baby into yeah. the baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> um, I feel like talking through everything, like with Asher and like what to expect, mm. expectations, like each day, an expectation of like, this is what we're going to do, or that you're going to have a baby and the baby, you just kind of explaining and setting up the expectation for everyone and like, mm-hmm. That's good. I just feel like it gives them a little more heads up of yeah. how to act. Rather, you know, they're very emotional creatures, <laughs> so being able to get ahead of it and really, I think that really helped Dasher kind of adjust. Just we talked yeah, up the big brother role and um, really talked through what you know that it's his baby too. You know, he gets to mm-hmm. have ownership over Xander to help. You know help him grow and help him learn. So that's cool. And I just think communication obviously is like number one. Yeah. Yeah. As a family. Totally. Yeah. I know. Super good. Man, Instagram. Yeah. It's a serious, (laughs) it is causing a serious social reconstruction. I think with a lot of us, whether we, whether Mm -hmm. we acknowledge it or not, there's a subconscious reconstructing going on that I don't think is healthy. And it's interesting yeah, because yeah. it's such an awesome tool. Like, it's our favorite. We love Instagram. It's amazing. But just as healthy of a tool it is, I think it's to, to the same degree it's healthy, is to the same degree it's unhealthy. Yeah. And people need to self-regulate. Right. But they don't. Or it's really hard to come up with, you know, like like anything else in, we like, in life, you know, you set boundaries for yourself, healthy, yeah. healthy parameters for yourself to whether it's with – you know, fitness and working out or how you eat or how you parent or in your marriage, like you have these sort of like boundaries, whether they're clearly defined and written out or sort of like an internal agreement or communicated between you and your spouse. But with social media, it's we still just like, don't have that. It's, yeah. it's free zone. It's free land of whenever you want, consume it, whenever you want, and use then, it. And then a lot There's of, no- a lot of like, <laughs> People that work for themselves, entrepreneurs, are well. It's work, you know. It's like right. yes. It's so we find yeah. ourselves like fi- making that excuse a lot because we are using it as a tool for Anyways. you know the things that we're doing. But yeah, work needs boundaries know. too, you know. <laughs> well, and we are the generation that you know it's it was we were introduced to yeah, it. We're so the experiment. I'm, I'm guessing ten years from now there's gonna be books right. on what not to yeah. do. Um, and yeah, how to like keep your mental health, you know, yeah, yeah, strong, because I think that's the epidemic of these young kids coming up. It's they're, they're born with using Instagram and seeing other people's per, like not, you know, perfect lives that they're comparing themselves to. And it's really disheartening to see just, just 
like you said, the, it's positive, but it's hard to see just how negative it is mm-hmm. for a lot of young, yeah. young people. Or yeah, or can be. I mean, well, I mean, no wonder there's anxiety. Right. It's like yeah. you just bought a house, but you've spent the last two months exploring everyone else's perfect house. Yeah. Like sub <laughs> on Instagram, it's like subconsciously you're going to look at your own house and feel angst until your house looks like that, which it never will. Yeah, um, that's true. And one of the things like one of the things Jerry and I, you know, we named this podcast behind the scenes for a reason. But one of the things that we say on the podcast a lot or just in general is like people's behind the scenes are more inspiring than their highlight reel, meaning that when you can really see someone's like true life, they're behind the scenes of the highlight reel of what's posted to social media, that's actually more inspiring than what people are posting with the intent to maybe inspire or sell or, you know, whatever. But, but we've found that like, it's far more inspiring when I get to know someone's actual story, you know, behind the pictures that they post or behind what's perceived outwardly when I get to really sit down with someone and like, hear the life behind hear the life behind the veil you know so yeah I totally agree with that yeah so I'm curious to ask you guys we like to ask a lot of our listeners is there anything right now that you guys are working on behind the scenes that um maybe you guys could give us a glimpse into or or share whether it's work related or just something that you're trying to incorporate into your family just a little behind the scenes nugget systems (laughs) systems yeah. <laughs> um, that's actually I mean it is true behind the scenes ever since having Xander yeah. um, we have had no uh, routine especially with moving and so it's funny how I mean we are zero routine yeah, zero routine <laughs> which is really hard for I'm more of off the cuff like I can handle um, but you know Chris played sports he was an athlete and you know you get really used to discipline Mm -hmm. and routine and um, I'm sure that that's got to be really really hard so ever since I would say the past couple months summer's been hard with travel that's the other thing I think we have to have a system too for even when you travel like how to get back into the system (laughs) yeah that's so good Um, but yeah I would say right now we're really working on figuring out our system now that Asher's in school. Um, we have the baby, but I'm I'm trying to figure out how I can have like three full days mm, yeah. to work. Um, so we're working on that. Just being new, it's taking a little longer, you know, to find the resources. But yeah, it'll happen. Um, and then, yeah, I think mainly that's what we're working on. Nice, good, Chris. You have anything to add? Um, like real stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably, you'll probably, you know, anyone who comes over to our house will see that it's not always perfectly clean. Yeah. That's yeah. real. That's a real thing that people can see behind the scenes. We always have a bunch there's of a, there's at cars least, there's, yeah, there's at all least, over the ground. <laughs> you're not going in the house, but you should because you're going to step on a car. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then that's a whole new emotion. Um, I don't know. I think staying I think, calm um, within the chaos. Or, hmm. Yeah. She's po- she's pointing at me. <laughs> like, she's like, yeah. At me. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just I really like I really like what you guys said. Like c- coming up with some sort of system of plan. To be honest with you, because like Des said, we've been really just 
off the cuff since we moved. So if you really want, I mean, since March, Mm -hmm. which is crazy how fast time flies, like, you know, with, with work going a hundred miles an hour, with life, with baby, with move, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really hard to like, just step back and be like, okay, this is fine. Mm -hmm. Like we have to incorporate this in our life or that in our life. Yeah. Uh, The other thing that we're really, really trying to work on too, which all is also a system is the ability for him and I to, you know, have our active life, like our working out Mm -hmm. because we do know that we're healthier, you know, body and mind when we work out, but it's been since, well, for me a lot longer, but um, (laughs) it's just been hard to get that time because, you know, we're up at like five 30 with a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you're exhausted by the time. Someone actually on Instagram, um, I forget who it is that I'm following, but and I told Des the other day, but it was really good. Um, they said that you got to start incorporating your kids into your lives and your activities as opposed to constantly focusing on their life and their activity. Mm. Yep. Otherwise, you kind of lose sight of what you like to do. Yeah, so, for good. example, like, thankfully, I like doing this stuff, but <laughs> like, I'll be in the backyard or take Asher to the park and hit baseballs and kick soccer balls, right? But like... um if I'm only pouring all of my energy into his activities, then you don't really have time for the things that you like to do too. Right. So like if you're, if he really likes baseball, but he doesn't like to go, if you're like the person who likes to hike, right. Like taking them into your environment and going and hiking with them or taking them to whatever place you, if you're a car person or whatever, you take them to car shows and stuff like that. And so you can still have your routine and you can still, and you get to show them like, the, the things you enjoy doing too. That's really good. Because I think as parents, we constantly focus just on what the kids want to do or like to do, or we want to see them do as opposed to what the things that, and we sacrifice what we, we used to enjoy doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's really good. I think really that's really good. Yeah, and if you're listening right now, like, well. yeah, if you're listening, like be thinking of something that you, if you have kids that you can, do like that. Like Chris said, you know, if there's something maybe that you really love, but you haven't done in a while, you know, maybe you really love soccer, like making a point to one day a week, go kick the ball with your son or daughter at the park, you know, just great point taking that action step to, to do something like that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. This year I'm going to, I really like to go to the mountain and go skiing and snowboarding. So he will go with me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Has he been up yet? Drop him off at daycare. There. Okay. <laughs> no, he'll learn. He'll learn that, and he'll learn how to do it, and then that'll be something that later on in life you both will be able to do together. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. We really want to take Ember up, our daughter, this year. Yeah. Because I grew up skiing. Like I, I was on skis when I was two and a half, and I want to put Ember oh, on that. skis this winter. So after we have this baby, <laughs> spring skiing. Yeah. yeah. When are you due? I'm due January eighth, but. The best skiing is like oh February, God. so we're hoping to get up there at least a few times right. then. Yeah. Oh, that's so, exciting. Yeah. Well, we'll have, wait four days. If I wait January four days? Birthday. Oh, really? Yeah, just wait four days. Oh. January 12th was Xander's birthday. Yeah, so they'll be exactly a year apart. Oh, okay, wow. well, with my track record, I was 11 days late with Ember, so <laughs> oh my I'll gosh. probably be late. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's be real. But... Anyways, cool. well, this has been so fun, you guys. Thank you for taking the time well, to thank you for having us. Yeah, get on and share 
your guys' life with us. Real quick, why don't you share, I guess this might apply, um, well, it might apply to you, Chris, but (laughs) why don't you guys share where people can find you online? Uh, Yeah, they can find us on Instagram at Desiree Siegfried or my bridal stuff at Desiree Hartsock. Yeah, and you can find me on Instagram at Chris R. Siegfried or you can go find me online at chrissiegfried.com. Boom. Awesome. Awesome. We're cool. excited to hang with you guys at some point. At some point in Oregon, maybe hit the mountain together. <laughs> that would be fun. All right, I, I would have lessons with Ember, but yeah, oh. <laughs> we can we can hook you up. Funny, <laughs> I taught Jared to ski a couple years ago, so yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, nice. I pride myself on being bad. a good teacher. <laughs> oh, good. All right, all right, well, guys. Happy, yeah, we'll see you guys soon. Happy first day of fall. <laughs> oh yes! Right. I'm gonna go get myself a pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> one now. All right, see you guys. Bye, guys.